Welcome to the Seminary Support Podcast, where you will find help to start, finish, and get the most out of your seminary experience. I'm your host, Mark McElreath, and for some, the summer is a break from seminary. I know that some of you listening right now are not getting a break. You may have a Greek project that you're putting off at this moment just to listen to this podcast. For many, though, the summer can be a great time to hit the reset button in a way. It is a time to take stock of where you are in your program of study and get things in order for the impending fall semester. So let me illustrate my point with a proverb. I love the poetic books, and I especially enjoy teaching children using some of the proverbs. One of my favorite animals found in the Proverbs is the ant. Now, Proverbs 6, 6 through 8 has this to say about the ant. Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest. Now, what lesson do we have to learn from the ant concerning our seminary education? Well, we can make the connection between the work to be done in the summer and the impending winter. The ant gathers in the summer because that is a time when there's plenty, and the winter is coming when there will be no opportunity to gather food. For some, the summer is a time when preparation can be made because when the fall comes and school starts back and big meetings are looming and other responsibilities are at the door, you won't have time to blink. So, just as the ant gathers in the summer because the winter is coming, so let's gather in the summer. Let's prepare in the summer. Let's get some things in order in the summer because the fall is coming. So let's consider the ant and take a look at 10 ways to get the most out of your summer because the fall is coming. Number one, start now. That's right. Start reading or studying now. Now, listen, I didn't say this summer would be easy. So are you taking Hebrew this fall? All right. Start learning the Hebrew alphabet now. Do you know that Greek 1 is coming in the fall? Okay, find a friend who's also starting Greek and work with them on it. Get an app. There's apps like Tiny Cards, Quizlet. Find those, find the Hebrew alphabet in them, and start. Find a book that's related to something you'll be studying this fall. Are you going to be studying systematic theology? Well, get a start. Start start reading a systematic theology book. Do you know a student that took the course last fall? Okay, Find out what the book is. Start looking over the chapters. Find something you enjoy in it. Get excited about it. Uh, Quite possibly, the only way I made it through Hebrew was because the summer before I took Hebrew in the fall, I took the the entire summer and worked on the Hebrew alphabet and began just learning to read Hebrew and found YouTube videos of people reading the Psalms in Hebrew. And little did I know that in the fall... I would have one week to learn the Hebrew alphabet. Well, thankfully, I didn't have to learn the Hebrew alphabet in one week, which I don't even know if I could have done that. But I had taken the whole summer to learn the Hebrew alphabet. So out of the gate, thankfully, I'd started a little early. And you know what? That also helped me get excited about it. So start now. Secondly, finish work around the house or other large projects that are coming during the summer. So we just moved into a house last fall, and I'm still working on projects that need to be done with moving into a house. So I know that my doctorate is starting in the fall. I know that I don't want to be cleaning the gutters and installing new gutter guards while I'm in the midst of my first doctorate course. So guess what I'm doing this summer? 
I'm getting gutter guards and I'm going to put them on. You know what that project is around the house? You know you just need to go ahead and knock out. Get it scheduled. Plan it out. Get it done. So first off, start now. Secondly, finish work around the house and finish those large projects during the summer. Number three, consider taking summer classes. So maybe the summer is not an academic break for you. You may want to take a summer course. This can help alleviate some of the workload in the fall or maybe alleviate some of the workload coming next spring. I don't know what your situation is. I don't know what program you're in, but find out. Did your seminary release uh, course offerings for the summer? Maybe you have the money. You have the time. You want to go ahead and knock out a course you know you're going to need. Big thing is with this, I would say, make sure it is a course that you need. Or if it's an elective, it is an elective that you will be able to use in your program. You don't want to take a course in the summer, pay for it, work hard over the summer, get it done, and then realize, oh, I didn't need this course. So that goes hand in hand with number four, check in with your advisor. Now, your advisor carries a heavy load. Uh, With most academic advisors I know, they're also carrying a teaching load, many of them even teaching through the summer. So be considerate of their time, but I know they would love to hear from you and meet with you. Maybe just an email is all that's needed to make sure you're on track, you're ready to take the courses that are coming up, and, you know, just just to keep in touch with them. Don't dodge their emails, you know. But uh, if you know maybe in the fall you are going to sit down with them, you know, in August, you know, there's a registration day, you're going to sit down with them. Well, maybe you don't need to contact them. But if you're an online student, your program is fully online, maybe you've never even met your advisor in person, Communication becomes even more imperative. So, uh, listen, your schedule is your responsibility. If you miss a class, it falls on you, not your advisor. So, if I can give you a piece of advice coming from a former academic advisor, err on the side of being proactive and write everything down from your conversation. So, uh, you'll, you'll be your advisor's best friend if you're the one being proactive. I always like that. I know your advisor will too. So number five, check upcoming classes. So be familiar with your institution's course offerings. You may find that uh, they pretty much offer the same courses every year in the same order. Sometimes that's true, but sometimes they may change things around. Uh, Sometimes they may need to, what they used to offer in the fall, they need to offer it in the summer now. Maybe things work out for a certain instructor to offer a certain course. So just keep your eye out, check in when courses are released, Make sure you're not missing anything. Again, that falls on you, the student. Number six, take a vacation and turn school off. So I know I've told you to work hard, one through five, but number six, take a vacation and turn school off. At some point this summer, just get away. Now, maybe you don't leave your city. Maybe you don't actually go to another locale, but get away from school. Take a summer break. This is going to help your mind reset. This is also going to help you if you're married, you have children. It's going to help them see that your schoolwork does not totally define you and totally overrun you. It's going to do you a lot of good to get away from it for a few days. I know for me, it's good if I have a break. I'm not taking a course this particular session. Just turn it off. And not just during that time, spend time with your spouse and your children, but that can be a time where you maybe even can spend extra time with them. Now, number seven, read non-school-related books and articles. This actually goes hand-in-hand hand with number six. 
the take a vacation and turn school off, of reading non-school related books and articles. One of the most important things you can do is to actually broaden your understanding of the world is to expose yourself to other disciplines outside of the one you're specifically studying at the time. So one example of this is actually found in the life of Albert Einstein. Of course, he's regarded as one of the greatest minds ever, but Einstein is known for his groundbreaking research in the field of physics. Unknown to many, Einstein also did work in other scientific fields, such as mathematics. And some people believe that his crossover into other disciplines helped him to make connections that otherwise would have gone unnoticed had it not been for his wide array of studies. So, how does this Einstein principle connect to reading non-school-related books and articles over the summer? Well, if we're not careful, we'll become very tunnel-visioned in our specific field of study. So, I'm not necessarily telling you to go read the classics, though I think it would be good to pick up Dickens' Christmas Carol from time to time. I do enjoy that from time to time. But it may be you're reading some Old Testament studies articles, even though you're in New Testament studies. Or maybe you're reading some biblical archaeology articles, though you're actually studying theology. Just as bees cross-pollinate flowers, we should cross-pollinate our own studies. It's going to help open up our minds. It's going to help us make greater connections. So, number eight, stay involved in ministry over the summer. Sadly, I have to say this. I've known seminary students, uh, usually... Not to stereotype, but they're single seminary students. They're not in full-time ministry, and they think they have the summer off. They can almost turn off ministry when they're out of school. And this may be the easiest time for you to actually be involved in ministry opportunities because school is out. So you should be involved in ministry, and I should be involved in ministry whether I'm in seminary or not because, look, we're called to the ministry. But if you're not in full-time Christian service, there is a temptation just to take a break from it for the summer. So, look, is your church having VBS? Then get involved. Is your church packing care baskets for senior citizens? Then you're you're going to be packing care baskets for senior citizens. Maybe even have a family over to your home for dinner, okay? Let's just get crazy, right? But stay involved in ministry. I know, now look, many of you are pastors, so you're already in ministry. I understand that. This is not for you, but especially if you're single, you don't take a break. Keep working hard at it. Number nine, check in with your wife on how they feel about your progress. Now, of course, this is for men. You're you're married. But this should be an ongoing matter. But the summer can be a good time to sit down and make sure you and your wife are on the same page. You have a clear idea about how you're going to finish this degree. But does your wife have the same idea? Does she know you're three-fourths of the way through and you only have a year left? If you're not careful... Uh, Men, your wife can almost get the idea that this is never going to end. So help her see the end. Um, Those of you who are married, man, I'm speaking to you, your wife needs to know that she is not alone. She needs to know that you have her well-being at the forefront in this. And when you do that, you make her feel safe. You make her feel secure. And that is what women crave. Do you want your wife on your side through this? Then include her in this process. Check in with her. Sweetie, how do you feel about what things are going? You feel like I need to take fewer classes? You know what? To save your marriage, men, to be married another 40 years, maybe you do need to go to part-time and you don't need to be full-time. So instead of finishing this in one year, now it's going to take you two years. If that's what your wife needs, then that may be what you need to do. 
So check in with your wife during the summer. And number 10, work and save money so you can pay cash for your classes. So I have given you some relaxing ideas, a few of them, not too many. But this one is definitely not. Use the time out of class to work extra hours or pick up extra jobs and save the money. Underline that last part and save the money. Don't blow it. Especially if you don't have a family and you're single. You have no excuse not to save up every penny and pay cash for your classes. Go drive for Uber Eats. Give piano lessons. Work construction. Cut grass. Babysit. Get creative. Pay cash for your classes. Do not take out student loans. Do not pay for your classes with a credit card. Pay cash. Write a check. Uh, Walk into the finance office, take care of your bill. Maybe you're on a monthly payment plan. That's fine. But make sure you're putting money away now, by the way, just like the ant would, because you know the fall is coming. So, 10 ways to get the most out of your summer. Start now. Secondly, finish work around the house or finish large projects that need to be done. Thirdly, consider taking summer classes. Number four, check in with your advisor. Number five, check upcoming classes. Number six, take a vacation and turn school off. Number seven, read non-school related books and articles. Number eight, stay involved in ministry. Number nine, check in with your wife. Number 10, work hard and save money so you can pay cash for your classes. Thank you for joining me today. If you haven't already, please subscribe so you can get notified every time a new episode is launched. And please take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share today's episode with someone who would find it helpful. You can find me on Twitter at Mark McElreath Jr. And please send me your episode ideas or feedback to theseminarypodcast at gmail.com. I'm your host, Mark McElreath. And remember, nothing will ever take the place of learning from the Lord Jesus Christ. He calls out, learn of me. And there is an open invitation to that classroom for all of us.